It's essential work. Podcast editing. That's right. In the um, in the uh, in the anarchist commune, I will be the podcast editor. <laughs> well, that's more valuable than what most people in the anarchist commune will be. That's true. My role in the anarchist commune will be <laughs> complaining about the state of the anarchist commune. <laughs> My role in the anarchist commune will be the person who uh, who ev- who everyone comes to if they uh, want to complain that women on Hinge don't like their memes. That's my role. <laughs> That's my oh, role. It's an extremely essential job. It's it's like it's 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 like somewhere between a therapist and a storyteller. So yeah, I like it's sit- right up there with like sexual mutual aid. Yeah, it's like just something we need. Yeah, I, like, I sit by I sit by the fire and someone shows up and says something along the lines of Yeah, like so this girl doesn't know who Dan Hodges is, and I'll be oh. like, tell me more. Yeah, you wouldn't want a girl who does know who Dan Hodges is, ideally. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> look, now you look. I, I had a hinge interaction recently where I felt like no one walked away from it well. Um, uh, a, this girl's, one of her prompts was, uh, I like combining uh, like dairy milk buttons and mini cheddars, like they, they fit together. Uh, Liv, I don't know if you know what a mini cheddar is. Um, Actually, I'd, I'd really like-, like you to guess what a mini cheddar is, <laughs> just, based on the, just based on the name. Is it sort of like those baby bell things? You know, no. they're like circular. No, that's oh, a, it's, it's not. That's a, you know what? That's a, that is a good guess based on yeah, the context. That's a reasonable based guess, on the context yeah. clues we've given you, that is not a bad guess. But <laughs> is, no, is cheese flavored. It, well, so I mean, it's notionally cheese flavored. Sort of. Mm. What do you mean, sort? You're telling it me d- it's a mini cheddar. It doesn't taste of cheese. It's allegedly it, cheese flavored. It tastes <laughs> okay. of the imitation of cheese in the nuclear winter future. Mm. That's awesome. what I imagine. Yeah, it's like it's like World War One army like. ration cheese flavored. You know, nice, yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah. Britain not doing well with with, uh, like. Uh, food products apparently well, all of that we're, 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 we're doing okay it's just that every okay. so often we produce something like the mini cheddar yeah <laughs> right. and so the mini cheddar it's like a little like a ritz cracker like a kind of like yeah. a, a which tastes of nuclear cheese yeah i see or like yeah. nuclear imitation like a, like cheese like a coin sized cheese cracker yeah but um th- what pe- a lot of people don't know because the mini cheddar is quite a famous snack in britain is that you can also buy regular sized cheddars which are like three times the size but they're not called cheddars no, they are. Are they? Yeah, that's what's weird. But you, you don't often see them because the mini size is so much more popular. And then you see a big one and you're like, whoa, it feels like you've like come out in an alternate universe. Because baby bells are technically mini baby bells. There is technically a, a, There's a, big, a big baby bell. bell. It implies There's a the bell. regular <laughs> adult sized bell. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah technically. If you eat mini baby bells, you're a nonce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the underage yeah. bell so it's, yeah. so it's two thousand years in the future everyone is mm. trying desperately to recreate the memory of cheese and what they come up with is the mini cheddar that's right Interesting. Um, so anyway this girl is combining these with dairy milk buttons which are like a chocolate button type thing um if you can imagine such a creation like that, that's less oh. that's less hard to imagine than yeah, the mini cheddar. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, like Reese's Pieces, but with no filling, basically similar. Okay, that's, that's not a good example. Is it not? Okay. No, I don't think so. <laughs> All right, it's like um, oh, do you have mint? No, no, you don't have minstrels, do you? 
No. Wait, the, the little this, chocolate. Also, minstrels are coated, which um, Derek You guys can be not. making all of this up about, yeah. like. <laughs> well, next time, next time we see you, we will bring a selection of British, uh, British cinema have you ever based had snacks. Dr. Toddy's Little Bastard. It's um, <laughs> one of our favorite snacks over here. Um, but anyway, so I replied to this and said, This seems like the sort of thing they try at The Hague. And then I got a reply several days later, which said, um, I uh, like this is kind of a shit joke for a comedian. I had to ask six people what this meant. <sighs> yeah. I mean, it's not your best. It's not my best. I No, I'm not saying it's my best. I didn't say anyone came out of this but I well. I don't think the issue is that the joke was bad. The issue is that this is a fully grown woman who doesn't know what the Hague is. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, uh, the joke makes sense. Yeah, it, it mm. at least makes sense. Well, how old it's was this like woman? A, like mid-20s. What did she do? I don't know. Doesn't it say on her? Well, it probably did, but I, yeah, I wasn't... I, you know, that's by the, the time I got I, the reply... That's the first thing I would do. I would invested. then go, and then I'd then <laughs> no, go right, on the profile and be like... Serbian <laughs> army officer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this joke is not funny. I do not like... Because dep- uh, depending, on, depending on what she does, it's I like... I ask Radek and Miroslav what this means. Neither of them know. <laughs> She's standing in The Hague. Yeah. Bag of mini cheddars, Eating mag of a buttons. poisoned mini cheddar oh, in there. Yeah. <laughs> I actually don't even think that's that bad a combination. I think, like, because... Cheese like, and chocolate, or... I think, because like, I'm very keen on, like, salt, like salted stuff with chocolate. Like, crisps and chocolate. No, salt and sweet is okay, but cheese and chocolate is cursed. I don't know. I think I'm going to try this. I think it sounds all right. Oh, maybe not. Why not? This is Can't like, stop me. This is like the people at the start of the horror film. Like, I can open the box. I can handle what's in there. Look, I'm built different. This is the thing. I, I don't, listen, I don't listen to the loser scientist being like, don't combine these two. You'll, mm. <laughs> you'll yeah. cause some kind don't of havoc. Don't Phoebe cheese and chocolate after midnight. Yeah. yeah I, don't, I, don't, I don't listen to that. I mean, mm. admittedly, I did, um, I did eat some kind of curse combination that I was told mm. not to towards the end of 2019. But I don't think anything happened. No, it was fine. Everything was fine. Everything was good. We've all been good since Everything then. Everything was so, fine. Nothing is yeah. uh, nothing is altered uh, substantially Liv- in the fabric of society. <laughs> Cheese and chocolate. What do you what do we think? I'm I'm gonna say like if it's like a Ritz cracker, like it's real, tastes like mm. real cheese. I'm interested. Okay, but I'm a little bit less interested with the fake cheese. Yeah, mm. fair. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's solid. Um, well, speaking of dating, yeah. you know who does a lot of dating. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, Jerry Seinfeld. Comedian Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. Welcome to Master <laughs> of Our Domain, a podcast which is extremely allegedly about Seinfeld today. Um, I'm Mother Web with someone who's never seen Seinfeld, and I'm joined as ever by my co-host, Phoebe Roy. Hello. That is all she ever says. And this week, as you as you may have heard, uh, we are joined by Liv Agar, formerly uh, Miss Olivia Posting. <laughs> um, now, ch- changed her name to something sillier. Um, and <laughs> how are you doing? I'm doing good, yeah. It's New Year's Eve, chilling out, have nothing to do because everyone I know in my my city has COVID. Oh shit! So that's not ideal. Yeah. It's huh. less than ideal, but I don't I don't have COVID myself. Oh, so. okay. Well, that is good. You're you're living yeah. it up. Um. Yeah, <laughs> you are the only strong one. They're all weak. Exactly. My alpha male uh, immune system. <laughs> well, we actually lucked out because us and all of our friends got COVID immediately before, like two weeks before Christmas. Literally like the perfect day. on the same day. Yeah. 
Um, and so now we're all going to have a New Year's party where everyone has already had COVID. Yeah. Nice. Like, it's going to go for to the antibodies hangout. Yeah, it's the perfect crime. <laughs> <laughs> nice. In all fairness, we did do extremely well. We did. Like, literally midpoint in December, every mm. single one of us fell. Yeah, at the same event at the, at same, the same time. Event. We could all cross-compare symptoms. Yeah. It was very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Nice like stuff. The, like the breakfast club, but more phlegmy. Yeah. Yeah. A bit like that. Um, the episode opens with a bit. The breakfast club's not... That's not really what the breakfast club's about. What? Infectious disease control? It should be. <laughs> subtext. But it should be. <laughs> Read between those, Molly those ringworm. Are there any others? <laughs> those layabout teens. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Quite frankly, I think they should have kept them in detention forever. That's what I think. That's what I think the moral of the breakfast club is. Oh, They yeah. really couldn't make today because of COVID <laughs> lockdowns. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there are many reasons why I don't think it would work. (laughs) That would be funny. Just every movie you say, like, they couldn't make that today because of Omicron. (laughs) (laughs) You could still make Castaway. Mm. That's That's true. That would still be that would still be allowed, and that would be like my nightmare scenario. No films apart from the only film that just has Tom (laughs) Hanks as the only thing in it. (laughs) Because yeah. of my well-documented loathing for yeah, Tom Hanks. Yeah, the CDC think it's okay for you to hug and kiss Wilson. Um, <laughs> yeah. you know. Who's Wilson? It's the like the volleyball that he becomes convinced is his friend in Castaway. I've well, okay. Remember how I hate Tom Hanks? <laughs> Do you yeah. think I've seen Castaway? Well, I think you watched the first half of it, so you think he's still on the island. You're like, yeah, stay yeah, there. Yeah, die. Die yeah. there, Hanks. <laughs> Your family <laughs> redacted that Hanks. video to calm you down. <laughs> like, yeah, that's it. He died on that island. Yeah. Um, no need to investigate further. It's crazy that he got COVID, g- given that he's still on that island. What yeah. happened there? Probably got it from the volleyball. Volleyball? <laughs> yeah. He makes friends with a volleyball. That's yeah. weird. That's mm. weird behavior. That's strange. Typical, if you ask me, like something of a Tom central Hanks. European would do. They love volleyball, Central Europe. They do. They're big on it. Czech Republic, Poland. They're like, oh, give me a volleyball. They love it. Handball too. I'm going to give you a pass because it's the end of the year, but you're not batting on a high average at the, <laughs> at the minute. Look, I'm not saying it's a joke. I'm saying it's true. Okay. That's that's what I'm shooting for here. I'm okay. accurate, accurate stereotyping okay. about the Europeans. Well, you know who likes to do accurate stereotyping? <laughs> Uh, it's, it's, it's Mr. <laughs> Gerald Seinfeld. Um, <laughs> so we do open with a bit. We do. Much as the film Castaway does. <laughs> much as the film um, Castaway does. Yeah, starring Jerry Seinfeld. I'm on an island. What's the deal? Um, yeah, where well, Jerry is going in on the concept. It's a group that have had it too easy from stand-up comedians and the media for too long. It's yeah. lawyers. Um, yeah. He's had enough of Alan Dershowitz and he demands <laughs> answers. Um and he's saying that the thing about a lawyer is they're just the guy that knows the rules of the country. Everyone's playing, and then you encounter a problem, and they're like, they're the guy that's read the top of the box, um, which I think is kind of an accurate description of lawyers. I, it's appropriately I, hmm. demeaning about what they do. I kind of think it. I kind of think it is. But this is such a good example of Seinfeld not understanding other people's jobs that mm. I feel that we can't really let it go. No, on that. On that basis, like even if he's right, yeah, it's still, it's still a misunderstanding. That is true. Or even is it a misunderstanding? It's more like a kind of. I think it's quite an accurate understanding. He's arguing from some false premises here. I think. Yeah, 
Are you suggesting that stand-up is... comedy is often like kind of based on a on a slight a straw man of the world? <laughs> You're telling me these stand-up comedians are not telling us the whole truth. See, I, see, this is the thing. Like, he's all, oh yeah, lawyers are the people who know the rules of the country. Like, I go to stand-up comedians for knowing the rules of the country. It's got mm. me into some trouble, but that's where yeah. I go. Stand-up comedians yeah. are like, I was on that plane going to a conference. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all. What a stand-up comedian conference. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they have those. Do they? Hey, so that was the Edinburgh Fringe, but a stand-up comedian conference. Just for laughs. That's another one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't think the Edinburgh Fringe counts as a stand-up comedian conference. It's the closest we get. I baby. think it's more like a kind of. I think it's more like a kind of school trip with, chlam- with like chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> a school trip with chlamydia is just a school trip at a girls' boarding school. Well, no, because there's not- a girl called chlamydia. Oh, I see. Yeah, oh, I see. The, I see. See, see where you're going. I, th- yeah. I was actually going <laughs> to actually hoping to like actually, <laughs> actually you know what? It's actually probably very very low low cases of chlamydia in a girls' yeah, boarding yeah, yeah. school. They've got good infection control. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. There's no sharing of toothbrushes allowed. It's all. Um, is that, is that as a repulsive a remark as I think it is? Oh, it's this. There's like an old an old joke about the the poshest girls' boarding schools in the UK that there were like bans on all sorts of things to include electric toothbrushes. Yeah, that's and what I thought you were saying. Yeah, I'm not happy about this. I'm not happy about where this is <laughs> okay. going. Let's let's all continue. Right. Let's well, continue with all right. okay, what's look. the deal? With what's, girls the deal? Yeah. Schools. what's the deal with girls' boarding schools? What's mm. the deal with the low low cases of chlamydia? Mm. It's probably because they're all behind like plexiglass booths. Yeah, you can have a girls' boarding school now. No, that is true. Because of COVID. That's right. Yeah, and because <laughs> of the woke. And because of the woke. Yeah. yeah. Mm. That's right. I'm pretty sure that uh, wouldn't be allowed to have a women's toilet, yeah. would you, at the girls' boarding <laughs> now school? It's, now it's now it's an identify as a girls' boarding school. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Am I right? I'm pretty right. sure you can't have electric toothbrushes at girls' boarding schools. Actually, yeah, I think that like, is a rule, but it's like a, there's a there's a non non bad reason for it. I think it's something to do with there's not enough plugs in the bathrooms for like because they share plugs. a bathroom between like 10 people well because you know in britain we have that stupid thing where you can't plug in a, a toothbrush in your bedroom because it doesn't have a, a regular house plug on it it has like a shaver plug on it i plug my toothbrush in my bedroom you've Do you have an adapter does britain have two different types of plugs yeah we have yeah, special we have bathroom plugs and... that are like low voltage it's like a electrical safety thing but we're the only country uh, that does this yeah um, so if you buy anything like a shaver or an electric toothbrush or whatever in the UK, it has like a special bathroom plug on it. And they say, and, it, and the plug says shavers only on it. And when I was a kid, I used to think that was really exclusionary. Yeah, Just like, hey, <laughs> what if I want to use the plug? <laughs> you have to shave any part of your body. It's yeah, not, it doesn't, doesn't have to be the be face. Head. It could be any. your head. Um, yeah, because yeah, uh, most electric toothbrushes come with an adapter so that you can plug, so you don't have to plug them in, in the, the bathroom. Yeah, I've never received one that did. We never received it. You've never received one. Do you know what? Every electric toothbrush I've ever owned has been given to me as a gift. I see. Um, which I don't know what that says about me, but right in. Says um, you're a toothbrush guy. Anyway, what I, what I think about lawyers <laughs> is that um, my one of my pet hates is when you're talking about doing something really innocuous and then someone says, but that's illegal. And I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Why, do, why does that affect whether we should do it or not? <laughs> Why do, how is that your reasoning? Like, a lot of things which are also things you shouldn't do are also illegal. But, like, the overlap is not one-to-one here. Mm. Yeah. 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 And some people be living their lives like that, you know? Not, not 
It's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's just a thought, really. So any really lawyers a... listening, uh, sound off in the you're comments. On, you're on notice, <laughs> lawyers. <laughs> no one cares what you know. Um, try becoming a philosopher, then I'll listen to that's you. That's so true. Yeah. When was the last time you did an Elenkus, lawyers? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it is interesting. I forgot how, like, very basic, like, like the Seinfeld observational comedy routine, mm. how very important it is for, like, a lot of stand-up, but how, yeah. like incredibly basic it feels now i don't know if this was the case this was all of seinfeld was before i was born Mm. actually my mom went into labor the day the final seinfeld episode aired she was watching it while going into labor (laughs) 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 which is very funny yeah what's Um, the deal splash just (laughs) do you know know what my mother was watching this is a true story my mother was watching when she went into labor with me Mm -hmm. she was watching the omen now what? that makes a lot of sense. What the hell kind of nine months pregnant woman yes. watches the omen? <laughs> the fucking cool one. <laughs> <laughs> Critical support to Phoebe's mother <laughs> on this. Yeah, but Damien's kind of a nerd name. Right? That is true. Like, I don't mm. really understand I don't really understand why no one when Damien was a kid, like just like just like kicked the shit out of him. Because mm, he's yeah. obviously he's obviously like a little, you know. Oh, your dad's the devil. What did you do? Go out for cigarettes? He's a little, yeah, little he's a little, little wet wipe, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, oh, your dad's gonna come and kill me, is he? Yeah. I mean, Damien's yes, the kind of teenager out. who has like a lot of katanas, you know. Yeah. Like, and he's like, I'll yeah. I'll show them. I'll show the school bullies. Yeah. Yeah. He's gonna have a lot of feelings about Doctor Who. Oh. Yeah, we don't want like that. Damien. Don't want to have feelings about him. About what? About Doctor Who? Yeah. <laughs> Called the Doctor, though, isn't he? Doctor Who is not his name. Look, you Some, shut, yeah, you no, shut no, the no, so, like, you know, so, someone once, <laughs> someone once corrected me on this, and I'm not, not joking, on a date. Oh. And I was just like, you're trying oh. to have sex with me, and this is what you went with. Mm. Saying, you know, he's not he's, actually he called. He draws Dr. the line Who. somewhere. <laughs> he's like, you know, I don't want pussy. If this is what I have to stick to. That's what every conversation I think is like in Britain. Mm. <laughs> it's just actually his name is the Doctor. Yeah, that's that yeah. is sadly correct. And they and you know and unfortunately, if you go out for di- if you like get taken out for dinner, even if it's someone somewhere really nice, um, all that is available is just like a platter of mini cheddars. Yeah. Yeah. That happens to me all the time. Right. Every That's going time. out in Britain. Yeah. yeah. Um, the only difference is how much they how much they cost. So yeah. in a really fancy place, mini cheddars the are like is crazy. 100 quid. <laughs> yeah, the cost of a mini cheddar these days. You go down the pub for a mini cheddar and it's like 560. Terrible. Well, there's the mini cheddar index as well. Oh, yeah. And the economist yeah. every year. Yeah. It, it affects, the, they, they use it to track the consumer price index in one country. Yeah. Britain. Here. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's like, you know those, like, photos of, like, beside gas stations in America now? It's, like, the gas price, and it's, like, Joe Biden did this. Oh, but yeah. In Britain, there's, like, a mini cheddar index, and it's, like, Boris Johnson did this, and it's really high. <laughs> That's right. Actually, we still blame Joe Biden. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's sort of anti-American sentiment we're going for now. Yeah. It's always really funny whenever He's Americans Irish, get really so mad about gas prices, and it's, like, you have the cheapest gas in the world outside of, like, <laughs> Iran and Saudi Arabia. Like, what are you on about? Yeah. Maybe if you didn't drive an eight litre four by four, you wouldn't have this issue. Yeah. Milo going in on the uh, on That's the eight litres. 
the eight liters, the big, the the big en- boys. The, your engines are simply too large. Too large. Too large. Um, sure enough. George is chatting up a hot lawyer, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and she says she really she does. is hot. She I is hot. Cheryl. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> we're all agreed here. All agreed. Um, uh, she says that she does immigration and naturalization. And he's like, well, the immigrants come over and you teach them to act natural. She's laughing. That's a response. Yeah. That's a response. She, went, yeah. she wants dick, this woman. She's cutting, she's cutting Costanza the dick slack. Is this, a re- is this a real thing in the, in, the, in the States that you do like, that you practice like all kinds of different law? Because you don't really have that here. Like it's much more specialized here. Yeah. I, I feel like this is another thing of like not understanding lawyers. Mm. Yeah. Because <laughs> like she's doing a lot of different types of law there. Yeah, like yeah. you, I don't. You don't do like both divorce and immigration, surely. Oh, did she say she was doing divorce? Yeah, she says oh, yeah, she she's also doing cl- litigation. That comes yeah. up later. I guess if you're like a really basic high street solicitor, you might, because that they are definitely like there are certain there are like firms that would do all of that in like a high street solicitor. Like if you're a qualified solicitor, you're allowed to do any of them. You're you don't- a qualified solicitor. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> That's right. You <laughs> actually, you're allowed to chill. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Are you, it's only like one a year. You're only allowed one kill a year because yeah. they don't want people to go nuts. But you are allowed. Mm, that's right. And for whatever reason as well. You get a little punch card from the cops. What, like a Costa? Yeah, that's right. Okay. And then when you when you do your kill, you get a free coffee. <laughs> <laughs> but the catch is it's from Costa. Costa coffee's all right. Oh, no, I'm not a fan. Yeah. That's my that's my view. What's your view? You know, it doesn't. With it. The, cost, yeah. the problem with Costa is. It doesn't. It doesn't do the like the basic bitch coffee in the way that Starbucks does, mm-hmm. but it also doesn't do the like actually nice coffee in the way that like an independent coffee shop does. It's like bad at both. Like you can't you can't go into Starbucks and like have like a nice like flat white because they can't make one, and you also can't go into Starbucks and have like a stupid like frappuccino or whatever because they can't make that either. They inhabit the gray zone, the George, dead zone. You, I mean, you can't have a stupid like pink frothy thing in Costa. They do pink they'll, they'll attempt they to make you one. Froth, frothy, frothy things. They're all right. Well, I'm I'm going to stand up in defense Costa of Costa. Costa apologist. Yeah, I'm a Costa apologist. Mm. And like they and they at least use they at least have their like origins in being like mm. an actual coffee shop because they started as like a kind of I don't want to say Groveling kiosk in front apology of you. as we find out that one of the Mussolini children was involved in founding Costa Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It was, li- it was like a, I think it was in like Charing Cross Road or something that oh. it started as like a kind of, like a kind of coffee kiosk by these, by this like family of Italians who as far as I know were just here. They were not kind of a family of Italians who came here after 1945. Yeah, they weren't like Pinochet here. No, they weren't, they were just they weren't here. Pinochet here. Yeah. <laughs> here for reasons other than free will. They were, they were here, but in an Country okay of last way. resort, Britain. <laughs> the um, only time it's acceptable to be to indulge in anti-immigrant sentiment is when you're talking about specific parts of Europe in a, yeah. sp- fr- <laughs> the a specific The only kind of refugee year. that Britain accepts. Yeah, as it turns <laughs> out. Deposed dictator. As it turns yeah. out. Um, <laughs> Uh, Imagine if Pinochet opened up a coffee kiosk yeah. in Charing Cross Road. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, yeah. Do you it think takes some doing? <laughs> what do, you, do you think he'd do the basic bitch coffee, or do you think he'd do like? Do you think he'd like really try and try and get? Do you think he'd try and do and, a bit like I I do a coffee flavored coffee? I don't know frills. Is the, I don't know what this voice is. Is this your Pinochet it's voice? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey. Hey, I'm Pinochet. Hey. 
he has like a he has a catchphrase like whenever mm. he gives someone a coffee he goes Augusto yeah that's right yeah. <laughs> that is a little right. Italian joke yeah, there. the Emperor Augusto yeah the Emperor Augusto um, and then she says to George are all your friends this funny and he's like no it's just me El Clowno um, that's you know targeted advertising there um, and she gives him her card uh, and we cut to Jerry and Elaine who are coming into the cafe arguing about the fact that Elaine has been collecting Jerry's mail but hasn't brought it for him to look at um, and then George explains to them that he's just met this hot girl the one who just walked out but he's like uh, I, di- I did almost too good I was too funny now there's nowhere to go but down this is really this is this very short bit of, uh, of yeah. George dialogue is I think some of the best written Costanza character development in the whole mm. show because he goes from from sentence to sentence. The first thing he says is, "I met this girl. She's amazing. She seemed to really like me. She's yeah. You know, she's agreed to go out with me." And then the next sentence is, "This is a disaster. This is a nightmare. I've got nowhere to go but down." Yeah, <laughs> which is which is so perfect. And it, this is like this this episode makes me very unhappy. It makes me very angry. It's a two wolves episode because I love. George and Jerry's joint storyline in it, and mm. I hate Jerry and Elaine's storyline. I hate it so so much. Um, mm. At which we will get into it. Yeah, we'll get into it. But I just, I think it's such a misstep. I think that I think the first episode with Babu in is enough of a misstep. But to bring, but to bring him back and to use and to use like how. American immigration centers work as like as like a source for sick for like sitcom stuff. Ah, I just I just I just I simply do not like it. I simply do not like it. I think it's I think it's awful. That's my yeah. uh, <laughs> that's my You can have like to to jump a little bit ahead, we can talk about it later, but at the end the stand up thing is basically like what's the deal with immigrants? Yeah, little... it's like, or like he says at the start of the bit, right at the end, like, mm. like immigration's fine, immigration's good, but also, what's the deal with them? Mm. And I feel like that's that's what's on the immigration <laughs> form is what is your deal? That's what, what you have deal? to tell them to come yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, that's what's on the test. What is your deal? What is your An deal? Essay. Yeah, yeah. Everyone should have to work out what the deal is with themselves. That's what Socrates was trying to do to people <laughs> that he encountered. You know. He asked of them, what is your deal? He did. Yeah. Yeah. That's all, all that I know is that I do not know what my deal is. <laughs> <laughs> that's correct. And that would be very true of Socrates. He did not know what his deal was. Not what anyone's mm. deal was. Mm. Yeah. You're going you're gonna to have your father executed for impiety. What is the deal with that, Euthyphro? Have you ever considered that? Um, so- Look, you know the rules, Edward. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are on a, you're on a limited Socrates. Yeah. Look. Situation here. It's a good job there are no young boys in the studio, otherwise we'd have much to discuss uh, <laughs> about their virtues. Um, Jerry uh, recognizes Babu, uh, the man whose uh, Pakistani restaurant he destroyed by accident, yeah. um, and he has gotten a job in the cafe, which he sort of implies Jerry encouraged him to apply for, or something like that. He so he's thanking he, well, Jerry he, for the he job. He implies that Jerry saw the job going and told him about it. I think that's right, what the implication okay, yeah. is. And he's also managed to get him a apartment in his building. And I know that the '90s were a very different time on the kind of the rental market front. But I kind of feel like a semi-successful stand-up comedian wouldn't be living in the same building 
as someone who was working as a short order cook in a diner, I feel like that's not very accurate. No, although the implication is that they're all in these like rent controlled apartments, which is why they're hard to get, right? Because like the the lease is super cheap, but it's getting the lease is like that's a, that's and that's I, the plot know, of an earlier episode. Yeah, but like, you, but you never come back to that. Mm. So I'm not sure. I'm simply not sure. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have the depth of New York knowledge to to comment on this, but it does seem odd. So historians um, of uh, the rental market of uh, yeah. of Manhattan, uh, sound off in the comments. We want to hear from you. Yeah. Jerry and Elaine talk in some detail about this auto show they're going to go to, which never comes up again. I don't even know why they're going to an auto show. Who goes to an auto show? I don't know. It just it just doesn't really feature in the rest of the episode at all. I don't know why they invest so much time. Yeah, in it. like because couldn't they? They could be going to anything. Yeah. They could be going to absolutely anything in this massive city. I was sat there going like, "Oh, Jerry Seinfeld's going to get into one of his classic japes at the auto show," and then nothing happened. You know? What what kind of jape can you get into at the auto show? I don't know. Auto show Trip related japes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Uh, you could. Uh, <laughs> Liv was nodding there. She was like, yeah, classic. You could accidentally <laughs> want, like, wander onto a revolving platform and then mm. kind of be sent flying. Yeah. Saying, think, do you come yeah. with a car? <laughs> nice. Like, he gets into a car and he starts it and it just goes by accident. Like, for some reason, it's on. This is my impression of an auto show. Mm. Mm. I don't- maybe, I, maybe I'm actually. Like, uh, maybe I don't know what an auto show is. <laughs> there's, a, there's a possibility <laughs> now we're thinking about it that none of us actually know what an auto show is and presume that it's supposed <laughs> yeah. to be like a kind of really recognisable yeah. sort of part of <laughs> part of New York 90s culture. Like, yeah, what do you yeah. do on a Saturday with your friend who's also your ex-girlfriend? You go to the auto, go to auto show. show. Well, yeah. of course, auto show, the term, it comes from, um, you know, uh, show, which means show. And, uh, you know, uh, auto, which is from the Greek, at, at, at auto. Which yeah. is, means oneself. Yeah. So it's camgirling. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's that's what it is. That's my uh, understanding uh, of what Jerry and Elaine are going to watch. The They're only, logging on to livejasmine.com. The for only time that, or, that the auto show gets mentioned is when Elaine does an impression of the spokesmodel. So it kind of feels like the entire mm. situation is built around her being able to do this impression, which as far as I can tell isn't even an especially accurate one. I don't know what this impression is supposed to be. No, or why she's come up with it. It's supposed to be an example of like how like Elaine is super funny. But there are many more examples of that, I think. It's a strange episode, isn't it? Right, hang on. I'll Elaine lo- I'll is not an impressions through- girl. I'll knock through think. some plot points until we get to this bit. Okay, yeah. So they're going to this auto show, allegedly, even though they never do. Uh, they mentioned that Kramer is away because he's gone to a fantasy baseball camp. Um, it's never quite fully explained what this is. <laughs> what that is. Yeah. Oh, I know what a fantasy baseball camp is. Okay. It's like, um, it's literally what it sounds like. It's like, it's like a summer camp, but for adults... And okay. you get to meet all your, and then you get to meet all your favorite, all your favorite baseball players, mm-hmm. and you also like. But they're do all like kind bored of, teenagers in the costume of like, <laughs> like in a. No, no, no. They're, oh, they're like it's actually, no, no, yeah, it's, no, no. It's yeah. actually no. It's actually them. It's like it's like comic. Oh. It's like sports comic con. Like like the uh, characters uh, at, Dis- at Disney camp. World. Like it's like a guy with like <laughs> yeah. a like a gigantic <laughs> Babe Ruth head yeah. on. Making children cry. Like a human Funko Pop. No, no one's allowed to. No one's allowed to die within the within the parameters of the baseball fantasy <laughs> camp. So they all get kind of just dragged out past the pitcher's mound and just left. Um, yeah, no, no. This is a this is a real thing that people do, and mm. and it's and like baseball players, like retired baseball players, get paid like 
a huge amount of money and they go and like they teach people how to like they kind of do like kind of batting surgeries and mm. and stuff like that and it's called fantasy camp because you train like you are a baseball player mm. um adding but- surgeries where they replace your arm with a bat <laughs> <laughs> making you more powerful that's right yeah it's like it's like a boot camp but for people who are not trying to play the sport necessarily oh i see just it's like just for for, for the fans Hmm. Oh, there you go. Um, It'd be fun to do that for like MMA. Just get the shit beaten <laughs> out of you by like being. <laughs> well, again, that's that's more like Comic Con or like, yeah. um, oh god, what's it called? What's the what's the porn convention called? Or the AVN or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. you can like that's really <laughs> funny. We're like a guy like doing the thumbs up next to a woman's huge tits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm really into that. I think that I think that like I just have this vision of like meeting someone who like is completely chill about saying yeah. like I so say what I do every year is I go and spend I go and like pay a lot of money to get my photo taken with mm. various porn performers. Can you make this out to my mum. Yeah, like I've I've <laughs> I've bought myself like some some like plaster cast moldings of their pussies, and I'm fine with that. And this is what yeah. I do, and I'm happy with it. I think there's a I think yeah. there's a very uh, sure in yourself vibe. Of being the kind of person who goes the, yeah, that. yeah. It's either it's either like, oh, this is a cool guy, or like this I don't want to be near this. <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. either like I'm such a co- like man. such a cool guy, or like, will he kill me? Those are the two. Yeah. those are the two <laughs> options I feel for yeah. the attendees. Yeah. We need security to stalk him. Yeah, when he goes yeah. through it to make sure. Yeah, that's right. Actually, when you buy a ticket uh, to the AVN or like whatever conference, whatever it is, you have to fill out your name and address. Um, and then that automatically goes through and gives the police a search warrant to search your basement yeah. while you're at the awards. <laughs> yeah. And if they don't find anything, you're fine. It'll just, just like they were never there, you know. Um, that's right. Uh, yeah, that's, that's right. right. But yeah, no, the, the baseball fantasy camp thing is not a thing that has just been invented oh, okay. for the purposes of Seinfeld. Although it'd be quite funny if it was. Yeah, that would be good. Like, yeah. what, would, what, what would Kramer be most yeah, likely like to do? <laughs> yeah, like, like the uh, extremely famous American author John Cheever. Yeah, who, who according to Milo was invented. Seinfeld. That's right. Um, yeah. By Larry David. Yeah, that's right. He's a smart man. He could invent a Who has a author. whole colony of headmates amongst them. Yeah. Do you know that lawyers <laughs> aren't real? They were Ruth. invented for an episode of Seinfeld. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, stand-up comedians aren't real. That's definitely that's true. That's the real true. sixth yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a stand-up comedian well, and I'm not real. So who yeah. are you even talking to right now? Um, Costanza goes on a fun bit about how Kramer's entire life is a fantasy. What does he need a fantasy camp for? People should go to fantasy camp to be Kramer for the day. Imagine if that was my fight club that I'm in, like I'm imagining you. How fucking awful. It's a damning indictment of your subconscious, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But like the person I can in- invent in my head who's like the cool person who like yeah. does what I wish I could do mm. is a stand-up comedian named Milo. Yeah, I'm the anti-Socrates. I actually make you worse as a person. <laughs> yeah. The only way you can harm a man. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I don't ask you any questions. No. What, what, what am I supposed to do? Doubt women? No, I'm not going to do it. Um, so Jerry and Elaine suggest that they go on a double date with Costanza and his and his lawyer friend. Um, this is uh, some, this is something I don't understand. As mm. and it's a and it's it's a common thread in American TV shows that people think it is normal to introduce somebody that they have just started dating or just met to their friends. 
Mm. And I would find it so weird if I was on a first date and I was presented with this with this guy's like closest friends. I'd be like, why am I why am I meeting these people? The Are you gonna kill me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a bit like yeah. meeting the council, isn't it? It's a bit like meeting the meeting like the uh the Volturi. Mm. You have to be like part you have to pass muster in front yeah. of the vampire You're council. The dude police. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, the ancient immortal men. <laughs> the ancient men. immortal dude police. Yeah, who enforced the bro code. Yeah. That's yeah. right. That's right. I've, yeah, that's it's happened weird. to me on oh, yeah? a first date, but it was oh, like really? Like they, like we ran into her friends. Uh, okay. Right. Okay. But, which I guess is sort of what happens in the plot here. But like you, you like move, you go on your, you you know, she says hi to them mm. and then you say hi and then you move on with your life. Mm. Like you go separate ways. I feel like that's what's expected. Yeah. Mm. I think that's that, like, what's expected. I, yeah. Continue you hanging out. Yeah. Like meeting somebody's friends that you're dating feels like that's like a step. In your relationship, that's like a big deal. Wait, fuck! This happened to me and you once. Do you remember? I was on a date with this girl who I'd shown up, and she didn't really look like the pictures. And I was kind of just being polite oh for like God. forty what, minutes what, what, to just we kind saw of like you in the park? run the clock down. Yeah, and I yeah. was in the park, and then and then I just see Phoebe and George like walking <laughs> towards me. And I'm like, oh fuck! <laughs> and then like Phoebe's, and then like I'm facing them, but this girl isn't. And like <laughs> then you and George came round and sort of said hi, and then you're kind of like clocking this girl. And I had to kind of like introduce clocking in the general sense, not in the not in the weird gender sense mm-hmm. yeah. um, <laughs> that would have been that would have been another level of abstraction um and uh and so i had to kind of like introduce like oh this is a friend of mine um and then uh and then later phoebe was like who was that and i'm like we're, ne- we're never gonna speak of her again That's what's gonna happen <laughs> but i here. think the worst thing was because you were in the park and we were walking by outside and because it's quite a kind of, it's like quite, it's one of those parts that has like this kind of lined by sort of quite tall kind of shrubs and bushes. And I'm not very tall. So what must have, it must have looked like to her is that this like kind of person, this little kind of gremlin just like emerged from the shrubbery and was just like, hi, what are you guys doing here? Who are you? Um, like we're in an immersive theatre production of my friends. <laughs> I wouldn't even have seen you. It's George that saw you. You can blame George for this whole situation. Typical George looking at a bloke. Typical George peering over the shrubs, hoping to get a look at a bloke. Why do you think he's so tall? Why did he have those binoculars? You know, that's the real It's so he can look at blokes through his binoculars. Um, That's right. And so George is considering the idea of this double date and he has like quite an amusing kind of flash forward imaginary scenario where they all start laughing at him for not knowing what corduroy is. No, Um, that's not what it is. Is that his flash forward is that... He's is that Jerry's telling some story which Cheryl finds hilarious and that his thing is no longer being funny. And the reason she likes him is because she thinks he's funny. And all of a sudden he'll be a short ball guy who suddenly doesn't seem so funny. No, but I thought the additional part of the joke was that George was also the butt well, of the joke. I don't think so. I think we don't know the butt, like the point of the joke. We just yeah, know that, I think, like, yeah, I that think Jerry it's supposed got to, there. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be just like the... like. <laughs> The end of a funny story that Jerry's telling. That's what I think. <laughs> but tell me, Daimon, if we do not know the butt, <laughs> how can we understand? <laughs> how can we understand the Verily, butt? Verily, Socrates, continue. Yeah, <laughs> that's 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 true. That's a fair point. Mm. Yeah. There's another. There's a thing. There's a thing about the meeting the friends on a fur on like mm. early on in Curb as well. Mm. Uh, when someone is. This is a bugbear of Larry Davis. It is, yeah. When someone's bringing mm. someone's bringing someone to a wedding, mm-hmm. and it's revealed that it's like their second or third date, 
And what are you like, get married on your second or third date for? Pretty weird. No, what it... are you, Prince Prince Charles and <laughs> Lady <laughs> Lady Diana Spencer? It's topical. <laughs> yeah, but you just look how you look. <laughs> um. Yeah, um, and there's a whole thing about that someone's bringing uh, someone they've only been out with a couple of times as a as a date to a wedding, mm. and Larry says no, like going to a wedding with someone that's like fifth date, sixth date, and like even then, I think that is very early to be being dragged to somebody who you don't know's wedding. Mm. And yeah, like, like also like normally when you invite people, you either give them plus ones or you don't, mm. and it tends to be a kind of either. If this person is like their long-term partner or like, you know, relatively long-term partner, I'm happy to pay to feed them. But otherwise, who the hell is this person? Yeah. They met them off Tinder two days ago. Can you <laughs> yeah. please? And they're, my, yeah. and they're my date. But yeah, because you also <laughs> my then My brother have like, brought a stripper like, to my sister's yeah, no, wedding. No, no, I'm aware of this. Yeah. Um, but he was dating her. He was dating her. So, but he like, hadn't been dating her for very long. And didn't continue to date it very long. He didn't just long. like show, like because <laughs> I did ask you about this when you told me at the time that well, he didn't just show up in a strip club and said, "You, do you want to come to a wedding?" No, yeah, um, yeah. My I just remember my dad getting her on the edge of all the photos. Uh, she ended up robbing my brother and disappearing. Legend, <laughs> Queen. Well, Child. I knew my brother would keep all of his money in cash in his fucking apartment. Anyway, um, just a just a normal story. But yeah, like imagine like looking back at your wedding pictures and just being like, and who is that? It's like, oh yeah, that's that's the girl who puts mini cheddars and chocolate buttons together that Milo dated yeah. for like three weeks. Yeah, Look, uh, no, no, uh, let's not start inventing history here. Um, <laughs> on the subject of the of the Princess Diana thing, we were going through some old camcorder videos the other day and um, there was, was a video, uh, me and my mum, and uh, there was a video of me like on the beach somewhere in the UK, qu- quite young, I guess I must have been about four, mm-hmm. and... Um, and my mum's watching it, uh, and then she's like, oh, we were, that, that, that's in Salkham. She's like, oh, yeah, I remember that year we went there. And she's like, that was the day Princess Diana died. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was the August, ba- it was the August bank holiday. <laughs> yeah, but I was just like, it was just such a perfect, like, Britonology comment to be just like, you know, you know what's funny about that day, don't you? You're there playing with your bucket and spade. But and meanwhile. Yeah, meanwhile. <laughs> And you're completely, ob- of our completely oblivious, aren't you? Just the, the self-centeredness. Mm. Yeah. I'm truly British because that's also the reason I remember that holiday. I remember the commotion. What, even though you were four? Yeah, well, that's kind of all I remember about it because you're at that age where your memories are like quite hazy. Mm. But I, like, I distinctly remember the whole fucking Diana shit kicking off while we were in a hotel room. Well, actually, I remember being four quite, quite vividly, actually. Mm. Liv, do you mm. remember being four? I want to say that, like, the first memories I had were, like, six. Mm. Okay. A little bit later. I remember being three. Okay. You were busy making a puppet of John Major. That's when I was six. (laughs) 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 Look, get your Phoebe law straightened out. Phoebe law. Phoebe's law. (laughs) That's right. 6 p.m. Central. Right. Um, Boom. Yeah. They, uh, Jerry and Elaine moot going to this restaurant called Isabella's. Um, and then, and then <laughs> Jerry, Jerry's like, it's which too Jerry trendy. Jerry didn't want to go to you because it's too trendy. I, lo- I love mm. that. I love. I, I would love to know what he means by yeah. that. Because yeah. also, when they show this restaurant, it does not look especially trendy. I know it's like 1995 or whatever, but like mm. it, it just looks like a normal... Trendy? This looks like 25 years ago. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, comedy smash cut to George and this girl at Isabella's. Um, uh, they're reading the menu. George is making a sort of joke about the toast. He's like, I love toast. 
um, about doing a toast. He's he's rambling. Um, Jerry and Elaine then show up and they're like, oh, what are you doing here? And he's like, I thought you weren't coming to Isabel's. And they're like, oh, I talked him into it. Um, and this is when Elaine does her spokesmodel bit, uh, where she does the bit about yeah. the woman at the auto show who explains about the car. And she just does a kind of impression of what this woman would say about the car. And she's a kind of voice it's as kind well. Of, yeah, it's kind of like a news in briefs bit. Yeah, it's yeah, mm. and because they haven't even mm. gone to the auto show, they're like no. they're pre-gaming the auto show at Isabel. Yeah, where is she getting this from? Is Elaine going there to, to improve her spokesmodel impression? <laughs> yeah, because it feels like she's already got the impression pretty nailed down. So mm. why go to the auto show? Yeah, are they looking for a car? Do you buy cars if you're a at the spokesmodel auto show? And you're watching this. Do write in. Is that inaccurate? <laughs> they're like watching this. Like no, no, that's not how we talk. I wouldn't say that at all. Yeah, like I guess the whole auto show thing must have been for that impression because that's the mm. only payoff we get. Yeah, and it's not that funny Which, of a bit. No, yeah, it's pre- yeah, it's like kind of oh, car salesmen that oh, they say stuff about the car that's good. <laughs> that's what they do. <laughs> yeah, the, God, we got their ass. But do you buy a car? Could you buy a car at an auto show, or do you just look at them? No, I've actually been to auto shows. Um, this was an, this was like a father son activity that we used to do when I was a kid. Oh, that's um, cute. And uh, and then yeah, it's just kind of like if you're like if you're considering buying a car and you want to like look at a lot of cars in one day and also like look at some cool shit that obviously you would never be able to afford. Like and they have like they'll have like concept cars and stuff there that like aren't for sale but that you can look at. Concept uh, cars. Yeah, concept cars is like um, most car companies will make them. They'll like release a concept. So it'll be like, this is what we think a car will be like in 10 years. Um, This is like what we think a Renault will be like in 10 years. And it'll be like some futuristic shit, which is nothing like what a car ends up actually looking like in 10 years. But like, you know, it's like a kind of like, this is what we think the highest technology you could put in a car right now is kind of thing. Um, Don't like the idea of the concept car. No, the concept car is when yeah. you sit in there with Socrates. <laughs> <laughs> Comedians in cars explaining yeah. concepts. Uh, yeah, like one of the cars is piety. The <laughs> other is love. Yeah, that's right. I want the I want a tangible car. I don't want a concept car. the young car. boy's car, which yeah. is the one with the most mileage on the car. <laughs> they just keep taking that one out. They love talking about those young boys. What, the there are no young boys car. in the car. It's just a car for the discussion of young boys. I like okay. that that's like a defense. Look, I've read Socratic dialogues, and let me tell like, you. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> you only talk about fucking them in the car. There's no. <laughs> They're not allowed any young boys in the car. That's one of the rules of the young boy car. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we at the Renault Corporation do not. <laughs> you may discuss it, but you may not engage in it. We respect the culture of the yeah, Greek all right. people. Okay, and we- okay, okay, enough. <laughs> Yeah, it was, they had to do that before they invented smashing plates. Uh, so, uh, anyway, the lawyer. I love is, that the only thing you know about Greek culture is the plate smashing. It's it's your absolute go-to. You know what? What's it's cool? What's funny about my knowledge of it Greek cool. culture is that, ironically, I know loads about Greek culture, but that's the only bit I care to ever discuss, <laughs> which is kind of worse. So you know about it, but you're not interested. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm, yeah. My brother lived in Greece for a long time. It's where he met that stripper. Yeah, no, no, I know. I think I knew this. Yeah. But she was from Essex. Anyway, it was a very roundabout <laughs> way of meeting a woman from the place you're from. Um, so, uh, Cheryl, the lawyer, she's lapping this up. She's cracking up. She's loving Elaine's bit. 
Um, and I love then how easily like, pleased Cheryl the lawyer is. Yeah, so because she she just she absolutely goes for she goes for Elaine's frankly mm. weak spokesmodel material. Well, this is the thing. Yeah, you ever make like a joke that's objectively weak patter, and then someone you've just met goes for it, and you kind of judge them a bit. No, because all of my jokes are strong. Okay, you ever had this live? <laughs> you ever opened with a weak line yeah. on a date, and then they're like, "That's so funny," and you're like, "No, it wasn't." You know what? <laughs> it was not only good. was it not funny, but I now despise you. <laughs> but I'm now leaving. <laughs> At least make me work for this. Yeah, that was a mm. test, and you failed. Yeah, I'm going. You stand up and say, "Hey, la malaka," as you throw all of the plates onto the floor <laughs> and storm out of the restaurant. But is that what you think? happens that they've got them just like in their jacket <laughs> just, <laughs> wait, just waiting for an excuse to smash them <laughs> no, I was thinking sweeping them off the table I'm presuming there are plates on the table okay yeah um <laughs> Greek guy in Costa Coffee could you serve me this coffee on a plate <laughs> no no no, no. With that, you're going see you I'm seeing you him out with a broom get out of here and don't come back <laughs> Yeah. So everyone assumes that it's Italian, but it was uh, actually they made a mistake on the first sign. It is Costas Coffee, and yeah, it is a right. Greek chain. Costas, yeah, it's Costas, yeah. yeah. And that is why you can't get plates in there because they mm. just they were just spending thousands on crockery. That is correct. Yeah. Um, so, I'm yeah, liking so- how much like anti Greek racism we're shoehorning into this. <laughs> mm. I don't even know why. I mean, define <laughs> shoehorning, really. Um, it's, it's, I, I, like, I'd call it a preoccupation. Mm. Or, really, really, we're shoehorning, shoe-horning. Seinfeld into the anti Greek racism. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the difficult part. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We'll get the Greek sopranos on our ass. The sopranoi. Um, anyway, I think so- it's the sopranos. <laughs> sopranos. <laughs> Soprano Louis. Anyway, um, so uh, Isabel, so fuck, not Isabel. That's the name of the restaurant. Cheryl, the lawyer, insists on joining the tables together, and then um, and then George is like, "No, you can't do that. They're round. It makes an eight. He's right. Yeah. You cannot right. put two round tables together. And also, it's weird to like actively combine mm. a date with seeing your two closest friends." George is not. George is not. Well, I was going to say George is not wrong at any point in this episode. There's he makes some regrettable decisions, but mm. in this he is not wrong. No, and he's also mm. not wrong um, when he when he's like, like if I'm funny, and then my and then like someone better looking and more money and has more money is funny as well. Then why wouldn't she go for them? Like he's right. He's he's correct, and which Elaine yeah. says to him. I don't know. Women make a lot of irrational decisions about men. Not really. A lot of a lot of women. I mean, I can only I can only interpret that they're operating on a kind of first come first serve basis. Mm, maybe we'll, we'll discuss this separately. We're not going off trouble yeah, dealing with the Greeks. We can't get into women now. <laughs> we can't get into women we can't as well. do it. The, yeah, the way straight women operate, I don't understand. I don't understand the logic behind the decisions they make. I will. I'll, I'll side with Milo on this one. Okay. Well, I, do, right. do I have Liv's to? Liv's coming down with me. Do I have to? We're speak in the cancel card. We're do on I have our to speak way. Up for the straight women because I'd rather not do that. <laughs> no, I think we can just move on. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Like. Yeah. So when like George is like, oh yeah, w- women want men to be funny, and Lane's like, no, no, they don't. And I kind of think it's right. Like, like a man who is actually genuinely funny, fine, great. Mm. Men who are trying to be but funny. But show me one. <laughs> 
men who are trying to be funny. Like, I can't, like honestly, like, okay, this is what I think. This is my think. No one made you do this. Like, podcast. I wish that all the stuff about how cancel culture is killing comedy. I wish that was real because mm. I would like comedy to be over. Mm. That's my position. Like, why? Like, why are you as a man telling a joke? Good question. Yeah, what it's, are you compensating for? Yeah, it's why very, are you relying yeah, on this? Yeah, like compensating for my the or the amount of knowledge I have about the Hague. Men trying to be funny <laughs> and, and Greek people. Yeah, absolute, that's a- <laughs> absolute nightmare. <laughs> I'm trying to sugarcoat my anti-Greek racism. <laughs> and never, and never the twain will these two mm. topics meet. No, never had a Greek person in the Hague. That's true. <laughs> Under any circumstances, they're not allowed. Yeah, yeah. There's a kind of there's a perimeter fence. Yeah, that's the sort Keeping of out weird. The Greeks. Yeah, the Greeks are kind of outlaws yeah. as far as the Hague is concerned. They're beyond its jurisdiction. You know why? There was a whole situation with a horse. <laughs> so now, <laughs> don't let them. going to be like, the Hague doesn't have enough plates <laughs> to risk having a Greek <laughs> delegation. No, no. It's, it's like, it's, it says it, like, above the International Criminal Court. It says, um, I'm afraid of Greeks, especially. Timio, <laughs> <laughs> don't ask Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the Latin for plate is. That's Otherwise, what, that's, what it, that's what it is in the Trojan horse. Just a bunch of Greek people. They come out. They just start flinging plates. <laughs> the Trojans like not the plates. <laughs> that's how the Trojans talked. Yeah, famously, not the, the plates. Yeah, the, the Trojans were just all Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> What's the deal? What is the deal with this hollow horse? Why are they, imagine Jerry Seinfeld being like, "Why have they given us this big horse?" Tap 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 tap. What do we want that for? Why would we? It doesn't go with anything in my house. Yeah, it's it's a big it's a big hollow horse. What what do we want that for? Doing sort of wicker man situation, but for a horse. You know why it's a horse? There are theories. Are you suggesting that you know? No, no, there are there are theories about it, but I'm I don't know if there's if anyone's ever landed on. They just had one lying around. Just so happens. Yeah, they were into like weird furry stuff. Uh huh. Yeah, one of them was trying to get fucked by a big horse. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, like kind of Minos's wife style. Yeah. Yeah, that's why there's a little like pussy cut out in the back of the horse. <laughs> yeah, the Iliad is actually about horse fighting over horse pussy. Yeah. <laughs> Who as, won this hussy? As is my understanding. <laughs> Greek hussy got me acting unwise. <laughs> Or hip hussy, as they would have called it, of course. Yeah, they would have called it hip hussy. Yeah, yeah. Let's be, um, let's be accurate. Yeah. Tor, tor hip hussion. Yeah, that would have been the... Uh, tor hip hussion, yeah. Good. Um, the most important thing is accuracy. That is right, that is right. So um, Elaine explains that she's being sued by Ping. Because she's like, oh, Cheryl, you're a lawyer. And then Cheryl is like, oh, he's my cousin. I'm actually the one handling the case. And then goes off to take a phone call. Now, an actual lawyer could not do this. admirable for... Um, for a 90s sitcom that mm. the joke is that he's her cousin and he's she's handling the case as opposed to do you know this guy because you're both Chinese which I think which yeah. which is I, I personally I appreciated that they managed to leap over that potential puzzle oh, oh so you're saying so her, Chinese, her cousin has to be Chinese oh for god's sake <laughs> <laughs> oh well just because he's Chinese he's a dad <laughs> Uh, I feel yeah. like in Friends that yeah. they would have, they would have gone with. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know the guy? Probably, yeah. Um, As opposed to, do you have any? Can you give me some legal advice? Also, like, 
Lawyers don't give advice for free under mm. any circumstances. No. Like, I'm surprised out. Elaine doesn't receive a bill. Yeah. Um, and then Jerry's making more funny comments. Um, and then she goes off to take this phone call. And George is like, what are you doing? And he's like, what? Um, and then a thing ensues about uh, Elaine's Jerry is like, you cannot not be funny. And he's like, is this funny? And she's like, a little. Mm. It wasn't that funny. Mm. Sometimes trying I, not to I, be funny. I enjoyed the, like, Costanza being like, it's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought that one was good. Yeah. It's so, funny. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. Stop being funny. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's like, you can't turn it off. When you're Jerry, you just have a powerful magnetism. Um, and again, Jerry does actually try to help here. Like, Jerry doesn't mm. really do anything wrong. No, he doesn't. Cheryl comes back, and then Jerry starts being morose about the subject of the passing of time. In Cheryl, relation to- Cheryl is the problem here. Yeah. Cheryl is completely mercurial. Yeah. Oh, what, she's mercurial because she's Chinese? No, sorry, I can't, I can't continue this bit. <laughs> <laughs> that classic stereotype about the Chinese. Um, a mercurial people. Because She's mercurial because she too despises the, the Greeks and so won't say Hermes. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm. Good day. <laughs> yeah, that is right. That is right, yeah. Uh, Mercury, the inventor of the Galileo thermometer. Um, so, uh, yeah. Jerry does his morose bit about the passage of time. We then cut to Jerry's apartment. Elaine is returning Jerry's mail, finally. Um, she reveals that Cheryl has told Ping to drop the case. Um, and then uh, we get a sort of thud of a returning Kramer. Um, he left the camp early because there was an incident during which he punched Mickey Mantle. Uh, he says that he like deliberately threw a baseball at Joe Peppertone to intimidate him, mm-hmm. at which point he says, and, and at this point in my notes I wrote Phoebe, a brouhaha ensued. <laughs> Uh, Phoebe has a sort of taxonomy of different <laughs> levels of like uh, kerfuffle, to do's, brouhaha's, and so on. I, I've never which are in I an exact pyramid of severity. I don't think I've ever said brouhaha. I've said hoo ha. Yeah, which hoo-ha. I, is not the same thing. No, hoo ha is highly ranked for you. Yeah, well, a brouhaha implies some physicality, whereas mm. a hoo ha is more of a verbal mm. altercation. Verbal altercation. There you go. That's actually um, that's actually what the uh, Mr. Jonathan Chu is currently in court for. It's engaging in a brouhaha. Um, it's it's more serious than a bing bang. Right. Okay. What about a bing bong? Well, there's no such thing as a bing bong. I that's see. That's just, just what you do for Brexit. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's right. Uh, and and then uh, Mickey tries to pull him back. He punches. He punches this guy. Um, he's he's distraught about this. Uh, we then uh, overhear uh, Babu, the Pakistani guy, getting deported. I re- is I re- Babu a Pakistani name? Because I've n- never heard that before. My dad has a cousin who has a name which is similar to Babu, but it's not. It's not. Babu. It's Hindu. Oh, okay. Um, name Babu. Yeah. Okay. Well, then it's it. definitely not Pakistani. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's he's, hmm. he's not. Um. My um. My dad's cousin is not called Babu, but it's like it's a similar name, which I have okay. temporarily forgotten. But he's Bengali and not Pakistani, obviously. Mm. Um, so I think it might just, I think it might be an Indian. I think it might be Fair like enough. a kind of Indian, like diminutive name. Ah, uh, right. Like a kind of like a nickname type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's father in Hindu. But, it's, but it's, it's, I, I don't think it's Pakistani. But yeah, if it's, if right, it's okay. like a Hindu name, then it definitely isn't. So yeah. Yeah, so that's uh, so Fact we'll uh, chalk, chalk that up. Yeah, um, like this is the thing. I think if you're gonna <laughs> have a like, kind of mixed on the Pinocchios there in Seinfeld, <laughs> I think if you're gonna have a racist plot point, you have to make sure that at least you're getting the names right. I don't know. 
Yeah. Like at least be racist and accurate like Milo is with the Greeks. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd go for a kind of a straight down the line Pakistani name in this storyline. Kind of a real, a real boilerplate, yes. you know, I mean, like, not making a thing of the, the name. The whole joke about Babu is that he has a comical, heavily accented way of speaking English. Mm. That's sort of the joke. There really isn't yeah. any other joke. And he mm. repeats the same thing in his comically accented English and yeah and again and the uh, monstrosities and indignities of the immigration system is the uh, is the kind of comic core of this little this little plot line like I just I I don't think that there's any reason to return to this character I feel like his plot his like his narrative was tied up in the restaurant episode which I also don't like Mm. Um, there's absolutely no need for there to be a return to find out what happens to him. People it's were just, crying out for more Babbitt. I don't think they were. I don't think they were. I like the idea of like this is a bugbear of like one guy in the writer's room who came up with Babu and is constantly like, when is Babu when are we coming back? Bringing Babu back. Well, like, mu- they're, they're doing the Chinese restaurant episode and he's just banging a clipboard on the desk going, Babu, Babu. Much, much later, there is um, an episode where they all go to India. Um, mm. It's a good episode, I think. Okay. But they, they, uh, there's there's some there's some racist shit happening in that one as well. And oh. I think it feels like there was a. It feels it feels like the South Asian Peninsula was in '90s American sitcoms was just seen to be like absolutely like fine as the Comedy Peninsula was seen to be the Comedy Peninsula. But yeah, yeah it's just like what like why 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 is this storyline here? It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't do anything. It's not a good storyline for either Jerry or Elaine. Like the like the whole premise yeah. of it is like well, the Seinfeldian core of it. I guess is that the entire reason for this happening to this guy is that Elaine had Jerry's mail, which she shouldn't have done. And then if Jerry, and then and also Jerry shouldn't have received this guy's mail. But if he'd have got his mail on time, he'd have been able to resolve it. Yeah. And so the running joke being that Jerry keeps fucking up this guy's life by accident. Yeah, I guess. But then all this other stuff gets woven into it, which kind of then entirely elides that. It, that would work if it, it was does. like a minor inconvenience storyline. Yeah, and it is the main storyline of the yeah. episode. I just, I just don't like. Whereas it. the lawyer storyline is much more interesting. The lawyer storyline is fine. I yeah. got no beef with the lawyer storyline. There's no beef. Zero beef. Mm. None beef. None beef. Yeah. Got beef with the nuns. I do have beef with the nuns. Yeah, going to some Go, Greek we'll, islands. Yeah, we'll get, yeah, we'll get to we'll get to them next. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, Look, what is with your wimples? What are you trying to hide? That's right. True. Uh, so George had to drive uh, Cheryl home because she was depressed after talking to Jerry. Um, and then Jerry's like, "You got to get her uh, to help with Babu." And then, um, and then Jerry's, and then George's like, "I'm not ready for you to like hang out with her again." And he's like, "Well, when will you be ready?" And he's like, "Consummation." I like the idea that George thinks there's like a sacred act of sex with this woman that will secure his claim. He's like a medieval king. He's looking to shore up his, you know, his relations. Aren't we all? Yeah, that's right. Well, aren't we all medieval kings? Yes. Yeah. 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 That's right. Which, I'm eating, which medieval king are you? Eating mutton off a big trencher. Yeah. I'd like to be like a like an Ethelred. <laughs> are they strictly medieval? Aren't they kind of Saxon kings? Uh, I don't know. I think Ethelred is like, he's pretty late, isn't he? He's like kind of 800s or something. I don't know. We should ask Eleanor before we 
Get There's no these. time. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> 800, I reckon. That's all red. Sorry, Eleanor. Sorry in advance. But he was like, you know, during like the Dark Ages. Yeah. The Dark Ages, uh, which is a period of time where nothing happened. Yeah. And no one could read. Where there was no electric light. Oh, right. That's yeah. why they called it that. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Mm. Yeah. Everyone was just gaming by candlelight. That was I the, like that Matilda was and Stephen. I think they seemed like fun. Matilda and Stephen. Mm. They just sound like two of your nephews or something. Or two nieces like, yeah, and my nephews. nephew Matilda. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's, right. Yeah, that's, what, that's what they'll let you have these days. Yeah. <laughs> Going down to girls' boarding school full of nephews, all called Matilda. <laughs> Got he, him, Matilda. <sighs> Pussy from a he, him, Matilda. Yeah. I can imagine. I could just imagine Matilda being like a weird Australian term for a trans woman. <laughs> <laughs> I well, see that. Bleeding Matilda. <laughs> yeah, I see that. Oh, oh, my mate is kind of into Matildas. Yeah. Maybe that's what waltzing Matilda is about. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a crying game. Type yeah, yeah, that's what I think. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, mm. yeah. That's how. Yeah, that's what you do when you're in the Australian Army. Um, so no more than Navy, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that is probably true. Fair play. Yeah. What do the Australian Navy do? Nothing. Come on, grow up, <laughs> grow up. Joining the Australian Navy to do what? Crack open a beer. Yeah, that's right. Have a little my, my understanding of them is that they're just like afraid of the Chinese Navy. Just oh, like John yeah, in the I, South I, China I that, Sea. That probably would make sense, though. Those super like, jacked guys on the deck of the Chinese Navy ship. The Australian guys just like looking at them through the telescope, just like, oh no, just like oh, shaking no. in fear. Look oh. at look at look at this. Oh, I can't <laughs> be dealing with this, mate. Oh, they're so powerful. They're so powerful. Got a billion of them over there now. While I was in the gym, they had the like Australian Customs and Border Patrol like reality show on the TV. Jesus. Um, well, you didn't even, they only had it on with subtitles. So you didn't even get the jullity of the Australian accent, but just the amount of people they were searching in the airport. And they were like, yeah, these guys seem pretty suspicious. Uh, in the end, found nothing on them. Turned out they were just Asian. So on to the next Jesus. one. <laughs> that was basically the subtext Jeez. of like every search they performed. <laughs> and you're like, oh, this is kind of saying the quiet plot loud, huh? Um,. Uh, so you're from the Philippines, so we're going to mark that down as suspicious, first of all. Um, sorry, that's just the rules. I don't it is always em. absurd when, like, you have, like, an Australian, like, drug dealer who's, like, in the, like, Indonesia and gets caught. And they just, like, because there's, like, a death penalty for drugs. And they just, like, the Indonesian government does not care. They're like, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're getting you. Yeah. yeah. This happens, like, every, like, couple years. Yeah, we're gonna goon your ass, sir. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is great. These two, these two um, Indonesian guys, they were, they said they were coming for a three day holiday to Brisbane to see the sites, and then and then they were like, L like what sites? And then they're like, I don't, I, don't, I don't know, I've not been there yet. She's like, no, like what? And he's like, come on, man. <laughs> and, then, and then it turned out that like they were absolutely doing nothing wrong, and so it was just like she was trying to get them that they didn't know what the sites were in Brisbane. But then it just kind of became a bit of an own that there was nothing of note to refer yeah. to in Brisbane. They were gonna, they were gonna let them, they were gonna let them go. But then like one mm. of the like one of like the Australian drug dealers just said, "This place is wackadoo bananas," and then mm. they're just like, "No, that's it. <laughs> Your head's yeah. coming off." <laughs> yeah, that's right. Wackadoo bananas. Yeah. yeah, a brand of bananas in Australia. <laughs> um, 
So, uh, and also the name of the leader of the House of Parliament. It's weird. That's right, <laughs> um, Mr. W. Bananas. <laughs> yeah, please, Mr. Bananas Sir. was my father. <laughs> Very important ceremonial role. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like the mace guy in the British Parliament. <laughs> yeah. You got the blackadoo. He's dressed up as a banana and he's holding two we maracas. Actually, Canada has a mace guy as well. So I, ah. I'm, I'm I'm sure there is an Australian mace guy. That's probably that is probably true, yeah. I feel like Canada is is top of the league table in like most most British Commonwealth country in terms of its observance of uh Australia slightly less so. Like the mace guy in Australia is probably wearing like flip flops. Yeah, right. He's Which is funny because I I feel like we have the least similar accents. Yeah, that is true. Uh, the Australian is just Cockney plus time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like in isolation. Like if you let if you lock Cockney in a room for three hundred years, like a very hot room. Mm. Yeah, that's why when Australia We're, when um Americans try and pressure. do a British accent, it goes Australian okay. because they overshoot. It's atelated Cockney. They're ahead of their time. I see. <laughs> atelated. Yeah, that's right. Um, it's just what every British person is going to sound like in 50 years. Mm. Is Australian. Yeah. That's perfect your future. Ev- perfect evolution. Yeah. That's kind of cool, actually. Maybe, yeah, that'll, make, maybe okay. that'll make Britain more chill. It'll be wackadoodoo bananas. That's right. We are kind of wackadoodoo bananas <laughs> in this country. We'll be wackadoodoo bananas. Yeah. Hey, what kind of maybe wackadoodoo bananas? <laughs> the deal with me not being wackadoodoo bananas. That's right. Okay. Right. I'm going to try and crack through the rest of the on this episode. Uh, <laughs> Cheryl and Cheryl and Jerry are having a, having a chat in the cafe. And she's like, you're a very serious person, aren't you? And he's like, well, with everything that's going on in the world, it's not fair to be cheerful, which is basically a type of person online that Jerry has invented here. (laughs) Um, How dare you? There is a pandemic. How dare you engage in levity? Um, And then she's like, do you ever laugh? And he's like, not really. And she's like, that's so sad. What do you do? And he says, oh, I'm a comedian. I mean, a very accurate portrayal of the comedian there. (laughs) Devastatingly dialed in on what comedians are like. Um. Yeah. Then uh, Elaine comes in. She thanks her for dropping the lawsuit, and then she's like, "Yeah, between me and you, you were going to pay through the nose." And she's like, "You're kidding." She's like, "No, I'm not." Uh, Jerry and Elaine go to visit Babu at the like ICE detention center. Um, yeah, a fun part and of the it's episode. Not, it's it's like it's like it's funny that Elaine and Jerry uh, have absolutely no idea how to deal. With this situation, because they both lead such kind of coddled, sheltered lives, Mm. and they're just completely panicking in the face of an actual real problem. That is funny, but also, like, they're in this, like, cell. It's so so upsetting. Yeah, just like cage-linked fence. Yeah, I find it really upsetting. Mm. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Mm. I would like to cancel Seinfeld. Damn, finally. The podcast is over. Um, <clears throat> so Jerry basically explains the whole situation with male. Babu gets very mad. He starts dobbing in Elaine. Uh, Babu says, I kill you. Um, and then Jerry starts explaining about uh, that he's getting him a lawyer. He's like, the wheels are in motion. Um, and uh, then uh, we cut to Cheryl and George. Uh, she's telling George that she actually likes Jerry because he's so like dark and disturbed and serious. And then George is like, he's not dark and disturbed. His whole life revolves around Superman and Serial. I'm the one who's dark and disturbed. I convinced him to act like that so you'd be into me. I'm the one who's twisted. No one's more sick than me. Is George's reasoning flawed here? I'm not sure it is. No. If she's going around being like, I like men who are dark and disturbed. Yeah. George is right. He's he's dark and disturbed. Yeah. George is the sicko's meme. Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's right. 
Also, like, I feel like I feel like Cheryl just needs to just really have a long think about what she actually wants before yeah. before she gets into doing too much dating. She's because... invented a kind of online woman, which is like, I'm going to go out with the most disturbed guy I can find. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if you're like, if you're like willing to overlook Costanza's shortcomings because you think he's so funny. Mm. That suggests that someone being funny is a really, really big deal to you. But then the next person you meet, you think is dark and disturbed and that's hot as well. What is Cheryl's problem? Is she just horny for everyone? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I feel like a, an important element of the plots in Seinfeld is that like Costanza just pulls like way above what you would mm. expect. Yeah. Oh, well, we've discussed this in, 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 a, in a varying amount of depth and detail yeah. and we have decided it's because uh Costanza is an absolute animal in bed yeah he eats it like it's his last it's gotta meal. be he does, yeah. it Very has slowly. to be yeah yeah, yeah. No, Costanza uh Costanza is a pussy artist yeah. I think is the only possible <laughs> a connoisseur yeah. yeah he works at the subway of pussy a gourmet <laughs> yeah 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 pussy gourmet <laughs> that's right um but yeah, yeah so like I feel like the two things are so diametrically opposed that mm. they can't both be her type. So what no. is Cheryl up to here? I think Cheryl has to do some soul searching. Yeah. That's my, that's that's my, well, that's Cheryl, my if you're listening, this has been yeah. Phoebe's Aunt Phoebe's <laughs> Corner. Yeah. <clears throat> um, uh, Jerry and Elena are in Jerry's apartment. Uh, Babu's brother comes by. He says that Babu's now in Pakistan. He's been deported. And also, by the way, Babu's brother, the whole joke is that he has heavily accented English. Again, there's nothing funny in that scene other than he says like fruity in what presumably Americans think is a funny way. Because yeah, they offer him a snapple. Yeah. They love to offer snapples. It's product placement. Um, uh, George comes back and they're like, can you believe that uh, Cheryl didn't help? And he's like, why didn't she help? And then he explains about the the, uh, the thing mm-hmm. about him and her wanting to fuck Jerry, etc. Um they, then Jerry starts relitigating the male thing. Uh, Kramer comes in, says he went to a restaurant to apologize to Mickey, the baseball player, and he says like he's like kind of like offered up, offered up his face to get punched as a sort of way of evening the score, um, which is a thing I hate. <laughs> I hate this. Um, okay. And then and then he's like, yeah, they picked me up and they threw me out into a horse. This is a great detail. They were Greeks it's in there. Detail. <laughs> it was a Greek yeah. restaurant. <laughs> It threw me like I was a plate. <laughs> I'm very pleased that you don't get to see Kramer being thrown into a horse because I think yeah. that the the image is much better. Yeah, it's better what's left unsaid. It's like um, it's like that the Hitchcock thing about you know a bang is not scary; it's the anticipation of a bang. And similarly, the horse is not scary; it's the anticipation of the horse. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why. Like, if, so for people who are really ticklish, they don't. It's not so much that they hate being tickled; it's the yeah, it's that, that face that you do. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what they're picturing. Yeah, um, uh, I think that's much worse than actually being tickled. Yeah. But then again, I'm not ticklish because I'm a superior being. That's right. Uh, Ping shows up to deliver Kramer's Chinese food. There's only one Chinese food delivery boy yeah. in the whole of New York. In the whole of um, New York. Yeah, it's one guy. That's his business. And his whole deal is also that he has a comedy <laughs> accent. Yeah, which is not ideal. But the first time you meet Ping, in fact, you've met him because you've met but Ping. But his accent you is Greek. Met, you have met <laughs> Ping twice now. I think three times. Um, 
Because then the last time you met him was when Elaine injured him, but that was the second yeah. time he cropped up. There was a previous time yeah, where... Yeah, so this is number three. Yeah, when George was using him to translate while he was yeah. on the phone to the baldness medication people yeah, in China. that's right. Yeah. And they had managed to avoid um, Ping's ethnicity and accent being the punchline up until this point. And mm. they just sort of thought, I kinda, I'm kind of doing a racist episode anyway, so let's just be super racist just on this one episode. Yeah, bank it, you know. Yeah. It's like their cheat day on Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. In for a racist penny, in for a pound. In for a guinea. <laughs> for example, yeah. <laughs> the racist pound. <laughs> the racist against Italians. The guinea is the racist pound. <laughs> and it's worth 10% more because we, re- we reward racism. This is wrong, actually. The pound is the racist pound. Mm. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, you know what? That's, that's fair. Then this bag of guineas, they're all going like, hey, the let me have it here. What the fuck? <laughs> Is that what guineas sound like? <laughs> all, all guineas are Tony Soprano. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's That's what you get at the thousand and one guineas. There's a bunch of guys going, hey, nice fucking horse. Well, everyone thinks that. Everyone has been inspired that- by the Seinfeld episode. <laughs> 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 everyone thinks that Tony is yeah. Italian, but actually he is ethnically a guinea. Mm. Mm. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, racism against white people is fun. It is. Fun and fine. Can confirm. (laughs) You know, racism against the French. Yeah. Fine. Great. (laughs) Absolutely fine. Yeah, that's right. Um... Right, where are we at with this? We're almost done here. Oh, we're, on the, we're on the home showing up. Yeah. And yeah, and he says Hastel Vista baby because Cheryl's supposed to be like the it's Terminator. The 90s. Yeah, and baby. It's he gets a a great big laughter break for that. Yeah. A great big mm. hooting and a hollering from yeah. the idiot audience. They had to get the Spanish as well. They were like, right, we're, we're crowbarring <laughs> it all in. Um, Why does the Terminator say Hasta la Vista, baby? I, I think there's a thing about the Terminator, like. It's Spanish. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Terminator. Hello, <laughs> I come from the future. Come with me if you want to leave. Um, your Spanish accent. I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was fine because Spanish people are white. No, yeah. I'm sorry, I was doing this, it. This, is, I still, need to this go. is still fine. El Terminator. El okay? Terminator. Come with me if you want to leave. I've That's seen funny. I've seen this film. It's directed by Almodovar. <laughs> y tu terminador también. <laughs> That's right. God. Oh god. Well, you know what? We had a good run at this show, didn't we? Soy <laughs> Soy del Avenir. We're recording this from Cancellation Jail. Yeah. Y, y tu mamá será con también. A film by Pedro Almodovar. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, cool, <sighs> cool, good. Um, all right, we're going. I'd like to see an Almodovar Terminator. I think that would be yeah, good. that would be fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The Terminator's got eyes in his hands. Yeah, yeah. Is that Almodovar? No, no, no that's not. not. That's the other guy. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a different guy. It's, it's a, a different guy. Guillermo. We really got the span. Yeah, Del- yeah, we, Del Toro. We, we really, yeah. we've really yeah, we've got our directors locked down. We yeah. know every single one of them. Yeah, it's Guillermo Del Toro. Yeah. yeah. And in fact, I'm yeah. not even sure that Almodovar is Itamama Tambian. I'm not even sure oh, he I is. I think that is Almodovar, isn't it? I think. No, he's, he's, you know what? You know what? I'm not going to, I'm going to drop this entire subject because. What, what do you think? It's Quaron? Is that? I don't <laughs> we just, know. Can we just do it all I of them? I don't know. <laughs> it's a good film. Got a. Uh, Pedro Pascal in there, who's hot. 
We love a bit of Pedro Pascal. Is it Pedro Pascal? I don't know. I think it is. <laughs> it's just I any guy. Any Spanish man. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Shit. I'm just confusing all the Spaniards again. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Ping Cheerily informs us that the lawsuit is back on. He does all of those bad Arnold Schwarzenegger bits, racism against the Austrians. Um, uh, then we cut to Babu, who's back in Pakistan. And he's like, nothing was in motion. Nothing. No wheels. And then he swears vengeance on Jerry Seinfeld. Um, Do we ever get that plot line no. wrapped up? No. You see him again one more time. And it's literally just for him to repeat the he's a very bad man. Yeah. Where they try to kind of set up as a catchphrase for him. But mm. no, uh, he doesn't return. He doesn't take his revenge on him. It's a li- it's it's functionally a bottle episode. Mm. Um, and it goes nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Oh, yeah. He decides that his life mission is to exact vengeance on Jerry Seinfeld, thereby ironically answering the question, what is his deal? You're going to be so mad it is Quaron. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know what, actually? It's credit to what a degenerate I've become that I'm not even mad. I don't even care. Um, uh, they're all the same to You know me. what? It's not fucking Pedro Pascal either. It's Diego Luna, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> and so with Danny Moons. Yeah. Uh, and your mother also with me, Danny Moons. They look really yeah. similar. That's right. They yeah, do. They do. They do. They, look do. Really they do all look the same, don't no, they? The Spanish. No, no. <laughs> Everyone in Spain, and I will be quoted on this, looks exactly the same. I don't think. I don't even think Diego Luna is Spanish either. I think he might be mm. South American. <sighs> okay. Okay. Look, okay. it doesn't matter. You know. But look, we close with a bit. What is the deal with immigrants? Jerry Seinfeld bravely asks. He talks about the sign on the Statue of Liberty that says, give me a weary, you sick, you huddled masses. That I don't remember the exact quote, but we all know approximately what the quote is. Um, and uh, he says, why not just say, whoever, the door's open. He's like, I'm in favor of open immigration. That, that's, that's, his, um, that's his don't cancel me at the mm. start of the bit. And then he's like, to be fair... I think that the bit he's going for is that the give me your your weary, your sick, your huddled masses kind of imply is kind of insulting to the immigrants. That was what I got from it. Mm. And he's like kind of like in Keir Starmer style, why not go further? <laughs> and say like <laughs> guys with dandruff, annoying guys, guys who can't drive. Um yeah. If there's one group of people the Americans have let in, it's people who can't drive. I will say that. That is a nation founded on the concept of having no idea how to drive, but doing it anyway. I love what a thoughtful hmm you did there, as though no, that in any way resembled I, a worthwhile I, tra- I was trying to remember who it was that wrote the give us your yeah. tard, your poor. Like, I, I always just assume that the wording on the Statue of Liberty is referring, is referring to refugees and not to necessarily to... I mean, I know it's like, mm. I know it's like the kind of the port of, port of call for, for kind of immigration coming in, mm. but like, you know, your huddled masses yearning to breathe Free. It feels like it feels like it's not just like whoever whoever you got, we want them. I feel like I feel like Jerry is um, once again is, not understanding other people's jobs. So he doesn't understand <laughs> the poetry of Emma Lazarus, mm. amongst other things. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel like this is a suspect bit, particularly yeah. to tag it onto the end of the suspect. The Statue episode. of Liberty was actually the French Trojan horse. They used it to sneak a load of Frenchmen in. Yeah. That's why it's hollow. But then they wouldn't come out because everyone in America is over 20. (laughs) (laughs) And that's true. That is a true thing about America. You're not allowed to be a child in America. 
they raise you on an island yeah. just off and DiCaprio then they was actually de la caprice and they changed it at, uh, at Ellis <laughs> they, island they wanted the the statue to be put on that island mm. it was a gamble mm. yeah yeah that's right um so yeah that's the end of the episode um we were most of saying to thank Liv very much for joining us. That's it. That's yeah, this episode. is great. I, I, it's good to actually watch like a, a well-written piece of film or a piece of like media for a podcast. Because mm. oh, yeah. I just did mm. uh, Babes in Toyland, the the oh. straight-to-DVD remake with uh, Drew Barrymore and Keanu Reeves for a QAnon Anonymous one. So I that's my a, standard. I don't even, that's I don't a miss even for Keanu. Know. I don't even oh, know what, the, what, what this is. What's Babes in Toyland? Yeah, I've never heard of it. It's a it's a musical remake of like a, a I think it was a a play at the start of the 20th century and then there was a Disney movie for it and then this is a remake of it and it's okay. one of the most like soul rending and disturbing child movies I've ever seen. I've so oh, interesting. It sounds, sounds yeah. I would sounds not great. recommend. It's terrifying. It's just terrifying. But, <laughs> like yeah, the the whole premise is like based on Drew Barrymore when she's like 11 and she's like an adult and she can't become a kid. And the subtext is like this is right before she goes to like rehab for drug abuse. Oh man! Oh, it's very bad. It also so has I'm, I'm it also has an actor in it who's called Guji Gress. That rocks. That's a name and a half. House it's of Gucci. So cool. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the whole the whole film is played for laughs because of Drew Barrymore's Chinese accent. <laughs> That's really the worst I, part. They do have uh, Mr. Miyagi, who the guy who plays Mr. Miyagi, as a mm. figure. So I feel like there's some. Huh. It is also vaguely racist, is what I'm saying. Well, that's good. That's, that's what I look for in a movie. Yeah, this sounds this sounds <laughs> yeah. horrifying. Yeah, what we need is more Greek guys in it. <laughs> well, hey, guys... Do you have a plate I could smash? <laughs> One of the characters sort of looks like Stavros Alkius. Oh, nice. Okay. So that's <laughs> <laughs> and there's also just like a... a oh, like... he's Greek just because he looks like Stavros Alkius. <laughs> <laughs> there's like a fat joke every like five minutes. Oh at yeah, his expense because okay. it's Amazing. an '80s movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad to watch something that actually is tightly written in some way, mm. and actually enjoyed watching this. Well, you are, you are very, very welcome, and you know, please come back. Yeah, we'd love anytime. you to have you back for a movie episode where we can make you watch something really not good. Yes, we could, yeah. We could, watch, we could watch the Breakfast Club for a movie episode. Oh, we could. That's actually an okay film. I think it might be no, too it okay does of a not, film. It does not hold up well. Oh, oh, no. Trust me when I say that it does not hold up well. Oh, okay. Well. Well. <laughs> Couldn't make it now, <laughs> could you? Because of the because novel of coronavirus. The <laughs> yeah. Why are all these kids in school? Riddle me that. Where are their freaking masks? Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. what I'm asking. Mm. Yeah. Where are their muzzles? <laughs> An anti-mask guy now. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. an interesting pivot for you. Look, uh, Liv, is there anything you'd like to plug to our loyal hogs? <laughs> Oh yes, I have a, a solo like philosophy podcast that's just called Live Live Agar Podcast. You can search up Live Agar and whatever, and also QAnon Anonymous, which mm. I am a host of. We go over QAnon and absurd conspiracy theories. Yeah, Julian's been on a couple of times. If you yeah. enjoyed the Julian episodes as well as the Live episode, you might check out QAnon Anonymous. Yeah. It's a good podcast. It is. It is a good podcast. Thank yeah. you. And it takes a lot for me to say that because. <laughs> In general, podcasts, not good. Not great. Not great. Not great. I don't love them. But, you know, that's my curse. That's my cross to bear. It's a medium we generally look down upon. Yeah. And yet. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And Liv's philosophy podcast where she elenkuses people about young boys. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, what is your deal? 
Go to the auto <laughs> show and turn on. Yeah, Liv's I go podcast. into the concept cars. Yeah. <laughs> Each episode's a different yeah. concept. Mm. Bluetooth connect yeah. to all of the Renos at the auto show and make them play <laughs> Liv's podcast. <laughs> Please do that. Thank you. Yeah, that's what we that's what we request and require. Um, <laughs> and we have a Patreon. Please subscribe to it. It's three dollars a month, and you get a bonus episode every two weeks. Hey, you could also spend five dollars a month, and then you get the movie corner episodes. Great, great stuff. So come on down. Yeah, and also the Twilight miniseries, entirely Australian. All Australians, yeah. Yeah, with all our favourite Matildas. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, and also, thank you very much for listening to our show this year. Yeah, this is actually going to be the second episode of 2022. Okay, never but mind. This is the, it's the last one we're recording in 2021. It so is, yeah. in a moral sense. In a moral sense, thank yeah. you very much for listening this year. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. You can't say it's been a pleasure. No, I mean, it's been a pleasure for they us to got, do it, not for them to, to listen. No, it has been a pleasure. It has been a pleasure. It has been a pleasure. Do not say otherwise. We know where you live. We get the Patreon receipts. <laughs> <laughs> to quote Dave Courtney, it's not illegal to know where someone lives. <laughs> right. Goodbye, everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs>